Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? Hello. Hello. We're back again with another episode. Yes. And we're still on food. So I know we just <laughs> we just did an episode on kind of food or food habits last week, but something I just wanted to say about all of our episodes just in general is that this is like tip of the iceberg stuff. So when we cover a topic, we are not by any means done with that topic. There is lots more depth to all of these topics that we will yeah. continue to cover. So we will revisit topics that we've already covered going forward again. So if you think we missed a whole bunch of stuff, that's that's why. <laughs> we're, trying, <laughs> we're trying to keep these episodes kind of short, casual, fun, conversational. So we just, we know we keep track of what we've already covered and what still needs to be covered. So we will revisit topics, but today we're still on food. I think what we'll start with today is coffee and breakfast items and that sort of thing. So let's jump right into it. So we want to do breakfast. So something funny, I think, to kick this off is we both just kind of stumbled upon this just last week where we realized like our whole lives, like our dads, we've never seen them eat cereal. Never. Nope. Like that's just not something that they eat. Like a box of cereal. Like (laughs) never. (laughs) Nunca (laughs) nunca vida. Nunca. My dad just recently discovered cereal not too long ago. Oh, well, we, yeah, we saw him open the cocoa treats. Yeah. <laughs> with a knife. Right. Yeah. And, but growing up, I don't think I ever saw him eat. He never ate cereal. It's, yeah, it's just, it wasn't something I ever thought about. I always had cereal in the home because I was a big cereal eater. Yeah. And yeah. Cabinet my, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know you'd sleep over and we'd open it up and it'd be like, Kelly, what do you want? Like, I've, I have Cocoa Krispies, Honeycombs, Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops. Yeah. I had like the <laughs> yeah, whole like seven aisle. options. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And my mom would dabble in like sh- some cereal. Like she was, she would eat cereal with me, but my dad, I've never in my life seen him eat a bowl of cereal. I know. I, I know. When I find, when I, learned that my dad just had cereal for the first time like a month ago I was like wow and I just I didn't even realize it I was like oh shit yeah you're probably right he probably never had cereal right like do you think they just like woke up too early in the morning and just like I know my dad wasn't really like a big he's coming a coffee drinker now more but he wasn't really a coffee drinker too back then so what would you do in the morning like, what did he eat? eat for breakfast? I don't know. Like, honestly, I I don't even know because my dad my dad would Masa. be out of the house by like four in the morning. He, my father was gone. Masa pupsucks, right? Something that was like probably quick and easy to eat, right? So I don't think my dad was like a big milk guy, just in general. Like he wasn't like you'd never catch my dad just like drinking a glass of milk. Does he have like horror stories from his days on the island <laughs> and the gallows? So he's like, oh, I'm good. I don't need any milk. <laughs> I, yeah, he probably has a little bit of dairy farming PTSD. I don't know. I don't know. But he just never really did. And I feel like we've recognized that there's been some like Portuguese versions of cereal, I guess. 
if you want to call it that. My grandfather would have a bowl of quote unquote cereal, but instead of putting milk in it, he would just put his coffee in the bowl. So it would just be like cornflakes flowing in the coffee in a bowl and he would eat that. Right. Yeah. So we would do like our blashamidias, which is like our Maria, I guess Maria cookies, I would say. I think that's what they're like kind of just called Maria cookies, but blashamidias in Portuguese. Right. But like what what's a Maria cookie to someone who doesn't know what a blashamidia is? Like you know, it's just like a round like, it's like a graham cracker. It's like very Yeah, it's like a graham, graham crackery. crackery. It's in that family. And you would throw that either in your milk and coffee too. And you would like smash it in there. <laughs> and that would be like a breakfast. I don't know why. Like just into a, like a sludgy paste at the bottom. Yeah. Like I, I still occasionally sometimes I haven't done it in a while, but I did it pretty recently in my adult life where I took like a bunch of washamadias and I smashed it in milk and I had that. <laughs> I have zero doubt in my mind that these <laughs> Portuguese people were feeding Blashamidia milk to babies, <laughs> like infants. I know. Like, I just know it. Like, I feel like when my daughter was born, they were like, why don't you thicken that up with some Blashamidia? <laughs> oh, so do you remember, like, my mom was very big on doing this with us and my babysitter that I mentioned in the last prior episode. But do you remember Popish? Yeah, I never liked Popish. Oh, see, I like a plate of Popish. <laughs> this is why I'm so much fatter than you. So, what is Popish? Is it like oatmeal? Honestly, I couldn't tell you <laughs> what it is. My, I just remember growing up and she'd be like, Kelly, do you want mommy to make you a plate of Popish? And I'm like, okay. And she'd bring up this white sludgy thing in a bowl kind of looking like oatmeal but it was white and you put some cinnamon on it I think it's like rice I think it's like white rice and you like boil it or something so are you looking it up right now yes I'm I'm on (laughs) I'm on the google and I am trying to figure it out because I feel like like when I think oatmeal oatmeal is very like what's the word I'm looking for like you can see the oats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. See the oats yeah. in the oatmeal versus like papage, I feel like was like all like blend one blended consistency for some reason. It was. And I feel like it was made out of rice. I don't know what is the Google machine telling you? Well, I'm looking up papage, but it looks like rouge douce. <laughs> so I'm getting confused. I think it is. I think it is like a rice. We're looking it up because we, we be, this was one item that we did forget to add on our list and it just we just remembered it now so that's why we're not like we're just we don't know what poppage is made out of <laughs> portuguese porridge but porridge i guess i, guess, like I, guess I just <laughs> <laughs> like i, I still like, don't that doesn't help like i still don't know what a <laughs> porridge is but at the same time, like all these pictures look like a rouge douce. So like, do you just like make a rouge douce and you put it in a blender or something to make it for breakfast? I don't understand. Yeah, my mom hasn't made it in a long time, but um, I just remember it being the rice and then somehow it looks like milk. A white. And so this one is just like Portuguese poppish with cornstarch, milk and cornstarch in a, in a bring it to a boil. 
add in sugar. That seems about more right. that that seems more like it. Yeah, but they do they do still top it off with cinnamon, which is why it's giving me the look of a rouge douce. Yeah, so I'd have that. You didn't really eat any you didn't mess with the porridge. <laughs> my I mean it was always around. My grandmother my grandmother's always ate this, but I so it, I it would also really feed that to it. babies too. No doubt. No I'm doubt. Like, wait, no what? doubt they wanted to feed puppish to <laughs> to my kid. You can't feed like a three a three week old puppish. <laughs> they would beg to differ because they're that's what they did. Oh they survived. God. Like I don't know, like shouldn't you wait to like find out if the kid isn't like allergic to certain things <laughs> don't you have to like introduce like certain foods to like a baby and see if they're like allergic right isn't that like the steps here you are you're just like throwing cinnamon at this kid's face <laughs> at three weeks old <laughs> they probably didn't cinnamon it for the babies i'm assuming but <laughs> i hope so <laughs> so this isn't even a breakfast item but i'm going to take this little quick side side tangent because it's unhealthy and we were just talking about unhealthy things that are sugary then we can go back to breakfast but i used to eat sugar sandwiches i know you did (laughs) and i thought it was cultural i thought this was a portuguese thing and zero people in my life outside of my immediate family have backed me up on this yeah i can't recall ever eating a sugar sandwich hong kong was souk like literally Pumpkin was soup. Like that was a meal. Like that was, they would literally just take bread, like a bread roll or a pup suck or whatever, open it up and just spoonful sugar into it. Like just spooning it in until it's falling out of the bread. God, I wish, but <laughs> close it up and eat it. Like that was your sandwich. Like granular, the sugar would just be pouring into your mouth, like granular chunks between your teeth. Like it was not just like a light dusting of sugar. Yeah sugar the older people i never ate it this way but a lot of people in my family would also put like wine on it like they do sugar and then like a little bit of like red wine yeah so pumpkin with soup and then wine on top i always add the wine i can't recall i will have to ask i'm like is this a my family thing because i don't it can't be it cannot be like they didn't make it up it's definitely a poverty thing it seems like <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like it. Um, no, I I don't ever I don't recall having that. I, I definitely have to ask my mom. Maybe it was something on their end, like in the Azores, and they had it there, and maybe that was just something like my parents didn't have me and my brother have. She knew enough not to pass that down. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Like, did they have it out there and she just didn't like pass it on to us? Even she knew, like, this shit's fucked up. Like we <laughs> they'll take your kids away from you in America for that. <laughs> That's right. It's like pretty much giving you like a freaking crack in a sandwich. It's like a, titty, a kid's version. <laughs> no, it's giving you diabetes. That's what it's giving you. Shoes, I bet. <laughs> but my grandmother would literally, she had no, no problem serving me up as a kid, as a child, three, four sugar sandwiches after school. She loved seeing me eat. So it was just like, I was obsessed with these sugar sandwiches. And of course, like I'm on sugar high. Like, of course I love, I'm like, like you said, it's a crack. I'm just give me another yeah. sugar sandwich. <laughs> and she would just keep feeding them to me. Like it was problematic. Honestly, 
you would probably get CPS called on you right now. If you <laughs> That's try what I'm that. 100% now, especially nowadays, how everything is so crazy. It's absolutely if your daughter brought a sugar sandwich to school. They would, call, they would call CPS 100%. <laughs> they won't even let me send in like a cupcake for her birthday because it has too much sugar. They, they asked me to send in a birthday apple for her. That's what a vergonia. What a vergonia. You could bring in apples. I'm like, nah, not doing it. I'm not bringing a birthday apple. <laughs> the fuck she was supposed to do with a birthday apple? Nobody you knows. A, you can't put a candle in it and sing happy birthday to her. I would like feedback from our listeners on sugar sandwiches specifically, because this has plagued me my whole life. And every time I tell somebody who's Portuguese thinking that they are going to like be like, yes, I ate sugar sandwiches. They are all just look at me starry eyed and they're like, nah, dude, that's a you thing. (laughs) I really I am interested to see if anybody else has had it, too. I can't ever recall having a sugar sandwich. It's like, would your dad have a sugar sandwich or like your mom or was it just you and like the kids? My family remembers eating them when they were young, but like I never saw when I was eating them as a kid, I never saw adults around me eating them. They were making them just for the kids, just for me and my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) But they would talk about how they used to eat them. You know what I mean? All right. So maybe it was okay. So maybe it was like an Azorian thing when they were out on the island. You eat the only thing that's in the house, I guess, right? Yeah, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask my parents. I can say for certain I didn't. I've never had one. I remember you having them all the time. (laughs) Would you bring them for lunch? No. They didn't travel well. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't travel well, okay, because the sugar was just falling. You had to like, even when I was eating them, there was so much sugar in these sandwiches. You couldn't just hold it. You had my grandmother would wrap a paper towel around the outside of the sandwich to catch like so I would hold it in this little paper towel pocket to catch all the sugar that was falling out as I was eating it <laughs> this is trauma that we are unpacking here okay now, did she reuse that sugar and put it in another sandwich she, yeah, she probably fed it to you <laughs> <laughs> I am the younger one out of the two of us so yeah, yeah. I would get the leftovers <laughs> so that was my like left hand turn out of breakfast a little bit but let's return to breakfast. Okay. And I want to talk coffee. Yeah. Spe- specifically Sanka. Do you remember that brand Sanka? Yeah. It's like kind of like, like, like an orange. Orange cap. label or, or orange cap. Yep. Yeah. And the label. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah, or- I think the orange are- label, orange cap. Yeah. That's the only coffee like I remember with my eyes being in my house growing Absolutely. up. Absolutely. The only coffee I ever saw was Sanka because yep. it was like, it was like instant. Yeah. So like they didn't have a coffee maker and shit, right? So they would just like heat water up on the stove, so- pour it in the thing, and then boop, there goes your Sanka, you mix it in, have your coffee, right? Yeah. Do you know that like very recently in the past six months, I went down some rabbit hole <laughs> and I realized that all Sanka is decaf. So I didn't know this. And I remember you telling me this, that they're all just decaf. Like Sanka only makes decaf coffee. Yeah, coffee. And yeah. it literally, I don't know if it's French and it stands for like sans caffeine, Sanka. <laughs> like no caffeine. <laughs> and I was like, there is 0% chance that my dad knows this information. Oh, yeah. No. 0% chance. I'm like, he was 100% 
drinking Sanka every morning as his cup of coffee, thinking it was caffeinated. I think he was going to give him his energy. <laughs> he like placeboed years of his life on Sanka. And I confirmed this because I asked him, he was at my house a couple of weeks ago, helping with my kitchen. And I said, dad, did you know that Sanka was decaf? And he goes, no, nah. no, I guess I didn't. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I'm like, no, I don't think you did either. What thing? That was like Sanka is what you served. It's like what you had in the morning or what they had in the morning. Like we weren't. I feel like I started drinking coffee really young, though. I'm not going to I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that. I feel like I got coffee really young. <laughs> but even like when if you had visitas over, it was always the Sanka coffee. If it wasn't like if you weren't serving them some type of alcohol beverage, it was always like the or like Shazang, you would do a Shazang or it was the Sanka coffee Sinka. yeah i don't know how to say it you're probably saying it right Sinka. <laughs> yeah that's like that's what you offered your guests like that's just they didn't have any other coffee like eventually yeah. like as i got really much older i think he got like maxwell house or something but right 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 oh well, yeah but he had Sinka only forever yeah was, that was the same that was like what was in our house too i wonder if it was just because it was cheaper <laughs> <laughs> So maybe it was just like cheaper for them and I didn't realize. I don't think my mom even, well, my mom did drink decaf for a really long, she had to drink decaf for a little, for a while because she's got the same problem I have where like if we drink like a caffeinated coffee, like it's like instant anxiety for us. So like not anxiety, anxiety, but you know, it gets like that. It gives me like the jitters, but I want to say she still probably didn't know that it was decaf. It's crazy how we can remember what the Sinka bottle looks like. Oh, Sinka, Sanka. It was it was in the cabinet. Every time I opened the pantry, it was there. Always. Like a staple. Uh, They must be well, you looked it up. Are they still around? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So another breakfast thing. This was when I was older. I probably was in high school. My mom bought a box of raisin bran, presumably for the first time because she had tried it maybe at like my uncle's house or something like, Oh yeah, I'm going to try this raisin bran. And I opened up my pantry cabinet at home and I saw that there were, you know, the little boxes of raisins. Yeah. You could get them in like a whole pack. There's like 10 little boxes or something. Yeah. They're like wrapped up in plastic. And so I opened up the cabinet and I saw like a 10 pack of little boxes of raisins And it wasn't something that we normally had on hand or bought. So I was like, mom, why do we have these boxes of raisins in the cabinet? Like, why'd you buy raisins? And she's like, oh, for the raisin brand. And I'm like, mom, it's not a B-Y-O-R, bring your own raisin. (laughs) It comes with raisins. Otherwise, it's just like a cornflake. Like, I don't understand. She literally like thought you had to buy the raisins separately to add to the raisin brand. That's actually really cute, though. That she that. <laughs> and then she was just like, "Oh, I guess we'll just have extra." <laughs> yeah, like raisins is in the title of it. <laughs> Why wouldn't they provide <laughs> the raisins? Raisinless brand? Like I don't understand. <laughs> she thought she had to bring her own BYO raisin. <laughs>
So this isn't really breakfast, but we have it on the list to talk about. So we're going to fit it right in right here. But I guess you could eat it for breakfast. It kind of goes to the whole concept of not wanting to waste anything. My dad just always encounters, he finds himself in these situations where people are like getting rid of something and he just cannot see it go to waste. So he (laughs) would always just show up with stuff that we're like, where, where, what is this from? Like he'd have like leftover stuff from a flea market or like whatever, like, like he'd come home with like 52 boxes of like little earrings from the flea market. And you're like, what, what, where did you get this? But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that one day he came home from work and he had cases, cases upon cases of pudding. (laughs) I remember this. You were there. (laughs) He was like, Hey, Missy, do you like pudding? And I'm like, sure like i liked chocolate pudding i had a chocolate pudding every once in a while and he's like well yeah so it's not chocolate but (laughs) (laughs) i got some cases of pudding and i'm like where to this day like where did you how did you acquire a year's supply of pudding (laughs) dad i don't understand where did you get this who had this why are they giving it away what is are they expired and it was just these like off flavors like Pudding is good, like chocolate or like the chocolate with like the little like vanilla in the the middle, right? But he had butterscotch and like some caramel, some weird off-brand flavors. I did like the butterscotch though. (laughs) It was name brand though. It was like Jell-O brand. It was like the Jell-O brand. Yep. You happened to be like at my grandmother's house that day that he came home with this pudding. And he was like, Kelly, do you want to take some pudding home? And like, he's sending you home with a bunch of pudding. And then he literally like we loaded up the cabinets with pudding. And then he had basement boxes of pudding. I ate through that pudding for like a year. Did he ever tell you where the pudding came from? No. You No. No, like I'll need to find out. I feel like I, I feel like it had to be like at work, but like why was someone walking around the factory floor that didn't <laughs> produce pudding and ends up with all this pudding? And your dad didn't work for like a pudding factory, by the no, way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They were like a shipping factory, like they would yeah. ship things. But I feel like it was like home goods mostly like yeah definitely definitely wasn't food items you just said recently there was something else that your father had that he got in like bulk too oh uh, like curtains no you like your father showed up one day with a bulk of it wasn't breakfasty food i don't think it was a food item i'm gonna I'm going to hope that the statute of limitations is up on this because I don't think he was supposed to have those curtains, but. Oh, it was curtains. It was curtains. And it was like, they were going to be, it was like the factory was closing down and they were going to be incinerated. Yeah. And he just forgot the road to the incinerator. (laughs) (laughs) And my house is very well decorated with curtains. It's just. (laughs) This is a while back, though, people. This is a long time ago. But yeah, I remember you saying that he had like a whole thing of current, like a bunch of them. Like, Truckloads. Like, yeah. like- <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, it's the put in situation all over again. <laughs> well, it's they cannot see anything go to wait. Like 
you're telling me that you're going to incinerate these brand new freaking curtains that are still in the package? Are you kidding me? That's like he was going to lose it. Yeah, he was going to lose it. He couldn't see that. You grew up in like poverty. You immigrated to this country and now they're just wasting shit like burning it. Like, are you kidding me? Didn't you say that he provided like family members recurrence because <laughs> he had so many of it? Schmertens. <laughs> Rhymes with Schmertens. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill me if he ever like listens to this. But but yes, I would say that your entire city is outfitted with curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I remember that. I remember that pudding day. He just showed up and he had so much of it. And I got like so much butterscotch. And that was like my first time trying the butterscotch flavor. Were they expired? Do we think they were expired? Still alive. So (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta get the scoop on the whole pudding story. Because it's like we still remember that. Like that still lives rent free in my brain. I also don't even know if he took them for free or if there was like if it was a transaction involved <laughs> did he just say like oh someone's giving me a good deal on pudding and he paid like pennies on the dollar for this the pudding's out of nowhere the pudding was very random it was like the snack pack pudding right snack pack snack packs yes yes <laughs> so like we would show up to school like from that day forward and the two of us were like one butterscotch pudding each we're just eating up butterscotch puddings and like our friends must have been like what is happening i think the pudding story is one of my favorites <laughs> your dad because he literally just showed up and i don't even know if they were like in boxes yeah i think they were in boxes like giant boxes of pudding and he like brought them up into the kitchen and he was like opening them up and we're just looking at like just rows and rows of pudding. We're like, where did all this pudding come from? And then like the four packs too. So there's like four packs of pudding in like one. Yeah. Like four little puddings in one little pack. Man, I wonder how long that took you to eat all that pudding. Like a year, I feel like. I feel like yeah. I was eating that pudding every day for a year. <laughs> and we gave a bunch to you. So like it was like 500 puddings probably. I was just at the right place at the right time. It just... <laughs> serendipitous that's right the last thing to wrap up on breakfast before we move into our other topic for today is i had posed this question about like coffee habits and stuff to twitter and we got some responses and i had mentioned the the cereal in the coffee and you know how you had said the blusher is in the coffee and one of our listeners was talking about bread putting bread in there for breakfast and making this poor man's soup situation. <laughs> and apparently that's a thing too. And it just is sad because all of these things that are like traditional or that they did are like all born out of poverty. Like you just, that's all you had. Yeah. Just coffee and bread. They put the bread in the coffee and that's what you're going to have. And it's just, that makes me sad when I think about a lot of the foods that we love or that are traditional, like soupish. I know just born out of poverty they i feel like they made the soup in such bulk because they had so many kids too and they just needed you know like both my parents are one of 10 kids so my grandmother's definitely making the panala soup on a sunday and she's hoping that shit lasts for the next two weeks (laughs) to feed her 10 kids 
performing the miracle of Jesus <laughs> with that in the water. <laughs> she wants like a fishes and loaves situation going on here. I know it really, if you think about it, it's, it's sad. The, the bread, the bread for, in the coffee kind of like hurts my heart. <laughs> I know. Like it makes, it makes you so sad. Like the, the, they had nothing. It's just like leftover bread that they had and just put it in there and it just, it worked. It filled it, you know, it filled them up. It was a breakfast. The bread was hard. It softened it up. Yeah. Super sad. I know. <laughs> we'll have to try it. We'll have to try it. Put some bread and coffee. Mm-hmm. At least like the Blashamity is, but I don't even know was Blashamity is a thing when our parents were around. Like, I don't know how old Blashamity is are. Right, right. Because the bread and the coffee, I don't obviously it's not the same as a blashamidia in a in milk. I really do like a blashamidia in milk. <laughs> that was my daughter's first solid food. It was a blashamidia? She was she was like a baby and she had you know, she was doing her milk or her like baby foods poppage, whatever they were. Yeah. And then I gave her a blush of Medea to nibble on like when she was, I don't know how old she was, five months old or something. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't the, look, the Italians like the um, Stella Dora cookies, the S cookies, right? We have the blush of Medea cookies. That's our thing. My grandmother, I feel like, used to eat those Italian cookies too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's just an Italian thing. I'm only saying it's an Italian thing because of... um there's a fashion skit where he says that it's cookies and he's Italian. So I don't know if it necessarily is just an Italian like cookie. Mm. This is again, not breakfast, but the last thing that comes to my mind, it was a very specific thing that my grandmother had in her home that she would always push on people when they visited was she had this bowl of candy coated almonds. Mm-hmm. Did you, do you know what I'm talking about? Those mm-hmm. amandwish? Yeah. And they were in these pastel, like, Easter-y colors. Yeah. They would, like, break a tooth if you... <laughs> <laughs> and she had them in this crystal bowl, this little mm-hmm. crystal bowl in her hutch with all of her fancy china. And then she just kept them in there. And you'd come over and she'd open up the glass hutch and she'd bring out her bowl of amandwa. She's like, catch my amandwa. <laughs> and then she'd be sucking on it, breaking her teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude... If you need to, maybe that's what my dad should have had to get rid of, to get his tooth out is one of those things because you really could break a tooth eating one of those. If you yeah. bite into it wrong, yep. the tooth is a goner. Yeah. I think you have to just like suck you, on it until it, yeah. until it like dissolves. Softens up yeah. or dissolves because there's no way you can't, you can't fucking bite into those things. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> you can't. Oh my God. Yeah. We always had those. Okay, so do your, did your grandmother have those all year long, though? I think we just would have it for, like, Easter. So it's strange because it seems like it's an Easter thing. Like, they were, like, Easter colored. But, like, I remember her having those things around the clock. I feel like I only had them around Easter times. For the baby, for the, you know, for, for Jesus coming back. <laughs> Today's episode ended up being a little bit shorter than normal because we recorded what we thought was going to be a singular episode. 
but it did have two distinct topics and we sort of got our Portuguese gab going and it ended up being a little bit too long for what I think people's attention spans can handle on a podcast. So I decided to cut it into two and just based on where the switch in topics happened to this episode today ended up being a little bit shorter. I think the one for next week should be back to kind of normal length. So that's perfect. And this also gave me the opportunity to do a little bit of a longer outro than normal so I can update on a couple of things. One thing is that last week I was able to do a guest spot on another podcast called Good Girls Gone Sad with hosts Becca Stevenson and Sid King. Their podcast is also pretty new. It's pretty great. They talk about religious upbringings and what that means for them as an adult, sort of unpacking their religious drama. It was great to talk to those girls. They have a really fun show and a diverse group of guests from all different religions and backgrounds. So it's it's pretty cool to listen to them week after week. I think my guest episode will probably air this week, maybe Wednesday. So definitely check that out and also check out our website, which is www.folkandfad.com, F-O-L-K-A-N-D-F-A-D.com. Eventually, we'll have more than just our podcast on there. We're going to kind of build that out, but we're still working on that. So for now, you can check out the podcast page on there. There's a cute little Q&A that we just added with the host. So we just answered a few questions that are kind of fun. And we also added a section where you can submit your own stories. So you can go right on there. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about on our podcast, you can do it through that website. You can also DM us on social media platforms for that as well. The other section that will be coming soon there will be an area where you can request to be a guest on our show. We would love to start hosting guests regularly. I think we finally are feeling like we're ready for that. So as soon as we get that part of the website up and running, we will let folks know that they can submit that request. Um, We may also just be reaching out to folks that we know have already expressed interest to us as well. So all exciting things coming soon. And as a final sign off, I'll just remind you of our social media pages where we're most active which is our Instagram page. Our handle there is at underscore it's called culture. We let you know when new episodes are available. We post some clip, fun clips and reels there. So that's a fun place. Also on Twitter, we engage in a lot of conversation about our episodes or we kind of pose questions that we want people to weigh in on before we record an episode. So that's pretty fun. The handle on Twitter is at folk and fad, F-O-L-K-A-N-D-F-A-D. And just a reminder that our episodes air at 4 a.m. Eastern every Tuesday. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 